This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Matt Bovey from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's still hard to believe that we are here. The season is over and that we're not preparing for a game, to cover a game, to watch a game. And it just ended so abruptly. But here we are. The offseason has begun and we're here for you on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. I've just been walking around in kind of a malaise all week, Matt, to be quite honest with you. Nice word usage. Nice word usage. We're recording this on Wednesday evening. I feel like the game against the Chiefs was a month and a half ago, and it was three days ago. Because that day when the game ends and everything's going on, and then the next couple days with Locker clean out with the end of the season press conference, there are so many different things that happen within those 48 hours that your mind just starts spinning. Because conceivably, you would say, oh, it's the offseason. Things are about to calm down. Well, for a little bit they do, but not the first few days after the season has come to an end. Those are crazy. And honestly, this is just life in the NFL. This is the offseason for the Bills. There's no offseason. There's really no time where we just shut down. They're going to have to make a decision about the coordinator. Are they keeping Joe Brady? What are they going to do on defense? Then before you know it, we're going to start having conversations about free agency and about players that they're going to add, players that they're going to move on from. Then it's the draft. Then it's the schedule. There's really no, I would say besides like mid-June to mid-July, there's really no offseason. No, I agree with that, but let me ask you, remind me, what year did you start like really seriously covering the Bills? 2015, I would say, is probably the first year when I like really started to Now, that was not on a full like certainly a full-time basis and it it still isn't even really now. I mean, it's the majority of what I do, sure. but I also mix in a bunch of other stuff. I would shoot games. Start I started shooting games in 2014, but then that was it. I would shoot the games. I would cover practices occasionally as a fill-in, but it wasn't a full-time basis. So I would say really, really started to cover the team in like 2017, 2018, somewhere in that range, I guess. So that's when the drought was broken and yeah. there was a, you get to the playoffs and then the offseason starts for me. And it was 2011 when I came back to Buffalo, there was six years left of still the drought. We didn't know it at mm-hmm. the time. And I would say that's what's different to me though. Like, Yes, I agree with you 100%. The offseason, there's no offseason. 
the NFL train never stops, right? The NFL just keeps on moving. But when you're in 2011 and 12 and 13 and 14 in those years, and by November, you know you're talking draft. By mm-hmm. December, you know you're completely out of it and you're playing out the string. It just feels and hits differently, and it's easier to take in a lot of ways. Because yeah. when you get to this point and you have teams that are contending for an AFC championship and you have the kind of roster they have and the expectations they have, and it ends so abruptly, yes, we move on, but it's harder and it feels like it shouldn't happen. Whereas it's kind of like, yeah, that's what we do. All right, let's start talking draft. You get yourself in that mindset a lot easier and quicker in those other realms. And I don't want to ever want to go back there. Trust me, I, I'm not saying, yeah. but it, it does hit harder now. Yeah, it does. And it hits harder too because they haven't done it yet. Yeah. If they had won a Super Bowl, if they ever win a Super Bowl, these years when they come up short, they become a little bit easier to swallow because you have that thing that you've always been searching for. You have that thing that you have been chasing for so long. And I know I've heard people say and players say that once you get a taste of it, it makes you want it even more. And I believe that to a certain extent, but I don't necessarily completely buy it because I think getting to that first one will always be the toughest hill to climb, the most monumental moment that we will ever talk about with this organization. If they ever win a Super Bowl, and it happens during this era with Josh Allen, with Sean McDermott, with whatever it is. If the next season they finish 7-10 and 10 and miss the playoffs, people are not going to feel the way they feel right now because they'll still have that one. Yep. And that's why I think when these seasons end, these seasons end, it is so incredibly difficult for people because then you start to think in the back of your head, well, will they ever get one? That's been the big question really since the season ended on Sunday night. Is the window closing? If you asked most people what's the generic big picture question about the Buffalo Bills, it's is the window closing or to the extreme, has it closed? And I think that's why people really, really struggle with these next couple weeks because they feel like, one, the Bills should still be playing. I feel the same way. And two, maybe they just won't ever do it. And that's the scary thing. And that specific question was basically asked to start off with Brandon Bean at his postseason press conference, which... I want to get to before we do that though i just want to say thank you to everybody out there we thanked everybody for watching and listening last week mm-hmm. matt the post game podcast we did the video cast that you're watching here on, on the south sports youtube channel that you're watching this one from over eleven thousand, close to twelve thousand views in just a couple of days amazing we wish it were under better circumstances we wish it was a party and a celebration and not a post game oh my gosh they lost but Pretty impressive for everybody to come there, at least from our, our from our standpoint. We love seeing that, obviously, but thank you so much. I just wanted to throw that out there and say thanks, everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate everybody who follows us along throughout the course of the season. But kind of like I alluded to a few minutes ago, just because the season is over doesn't right. mean that this is going to stop. Right. We're going to be churning out stuff. And honestly, I think the offseason gives us a little bit more flexibility and creativity about sure. the things that we talk about, the topics, maybe the guests that we potentially mm-hmm. have on. Once we get into a season, we are so regimented and the schedule fills up so quickly. There is a lot more free time now. And there's also really fun things to talk about because you can have very big picture conversations about the direction of the team, about what they should do, what they shouldn't do. I remember at this time last year, well, not this time, but let's say early February, we started to just kind of dip our toes into the NFL draft waters. And that's when you first brought up the idea of them drafting a tight end. And I looked at you like you had two heads. I was like, there's no way the Bills are going to use a first round pick on a tight end. And then as we got closer to the draft, the idea started to warm up on me. And then wouldn't you know it, 
you predicted the future essentially, and then that's ultimately what happened. So in a month or two, you're going to tell us what they're going to draft. I'm going to think it's crazy, and then they'll probably end up doing it. So that's kind of the fun part about all this. I don't think you'll be crazy. You don't think you'll think I'm crazy because as I'm sitting here right now, based on what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean said, I think we can get some clues that they're probably targeting a wide receiver at yeah. least to ac- acquire, and that might be in the draft. Like so, right now I'm thinking in those terms. I mean, they talked about explosive mm-hmm. plays. They talked about having more, you know, explosive plays and being able to do that. Brandon Bean did to go back to what I said earlier about being asked about the window closing. He said, I don't subscribe to that. We're not, I don't lay my head at night thinking we don't have a shot next year. As long as we have Josh Allen and you know, the fact is they're going to have to make some tweaks and there's going to be some change. There's going to be some, you know, positions where they get younger, but he, he sounded very optimistic that, you know, they'll still be back here making another run at it next year. And Sean Mm -hmm. McDermott, the same thing. I came away kind of, you know, I guess happy and thinking positively about all of that. Do you did you get the same feeling or do you yes. think it will be much more challenging than what they let on? I think the word would be for me rejuvenated and not yep. necessarily for yep. me, but for the fan base and for mm-hmm. people who follow the team and they're very doom and gloom right now. And it's understandable. Like, let's start with that right away. Any season when Josh Allen is your quarterback for the entire season and you do not win a Super Bowl feels like a missed opportunity. But then to me, I start thinking about, well, one, he's still 27 years old. They got a bunch of pieces that I thought were really impressive this year. And Mm -hmm. I did not get the sense at all that they are going to try and take a year off and reset the salary cap before they continue to go for it. I, I just do not get that sense. I think that they are going to make some substantial changes. I also think it's time to do it. I think the continuity is a great thing until it's not. And it feels like this group has gotten a bit stale. They've gotten a bit old. They've gotten a bit slow. That's not one particular player or one particular position. I just think that's the way the entire roster has been built. And I think you're starting with such an important piece. You're starting with a quarterback who at his peak can play toe-to-toe with any other player in the league. Then after that, you just got to fill him, surround him with talent. And I think this year... It's going to be very much about surrounding the offense with weapons, and I think it's about time, and I think they realize that, and I think that's a really good thing for this organization. So we're going to dive into, you know, as we go along here in the offseason, the 22 UFAs, one equal rights free agent, Quentin Morris, but either way, they got 23 total free agents, and, you know, where some of the changes might come on the roster. But big picture-wise, listening to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, yeah, I think that that's a good word, rejuvenated. People can rest assured they're not going to reset. They're not going to strip it down to the studs, right? But there are some questions on not only the personnel side, but the coaching side. So let's talk about those. I think, Matt, that for the first time in, you know, really since Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott took over, there are questions at every one of the coordinator positions. Let's take them one by one. Let's start with the offensive coordinator. Joe Brady has the interim tag. He ends with the interim tag. Glowing endorsements and recommendations from players. And even Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott said, yes, he'll be a serious candidate. He'll be a serious contender. Um, Under serious consideration, I think, is the word that was used by by, um, Brandon Bean. Now, that said, they have to go through an interview process. And you also want to have respect for Joe Brady if there's other opportunities out there, which you never know. What are the chances and the likelihood that Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator come week one of training camp next year? 75%, I would say. That might be that might be low for me. I, yeah. I think Joe. I, it's low I think for Joe. Me. Brady, I would have said higher than that, but I, but go ahead. Seventy-five percent, and the only reason I'm saying seventy-five percent is because I wonder if they're starting to 
look when they do their search i wonder if a couple names pop up that maybe they didn't think were feasible and then they ultimately decide to pivot that way but i don't get that sense i don't think that that's going to be the case i think that joe brady in his nine games where he was calling plays for the bills did a good enough job i think that i wouldn't say it was spectacular but I would say it was better than I expected. And I think that they really did show the ability to kind of have different ways to use the offense in different games against different opponents. And I think that's a good thing. I know the second half of the Chiefs game will leave a sour taste in the mouth of a lot of Bills fans, but I think that was a lot about execution more than it was about necessarily the plays that he was calling. So I think Joe Brady has earned this job. And I know that some people have said, well, just because Josh Allen thinks Joe Brady should be the offensive coordinator doesn't mean that's what should happen. And I agree with that. I don't think this is all on Josh Allen, but I think that he has a play caller's experience already. Ken Dorsey did not. So that, to me, was one of the reasons why the transition to Dorsey was not nearly as smooth as it could have been and why I don't think you're going to hit those same bumps in the road with Brady. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I like a lot. I like a lot of that. And yeah, I think you have to at least do your due diligence. You can't just go into it with a, you know, with tunnel vision and say, it's gotta be Joe Brady and he's done a good job for us. They'd be doing themselves, their franchise, their team, their quarterback, a disservice by not looking around thinking about other people. Now, all of that said, I think Joe Brady's earned an opportunity here to be a serious consider, uh, under serious consideration. I don't find much flaws or I don't have any holes in, you know, him becoming the guy. Um, if Josh Allen is long, if Josh Allen is comfortable with him, which it seems like it is, I do think that's a very important piece. Now, I do remember when Ken Dorsey became the OC when Brian Dable left. There was a lot made about, well, Josh Allen really wanted him to endorse him, and it doesn't mean Josh Allen's picking the coordinator, mm-hmm. but he's got to be comfortable with him. And it was funny to me when Brandon Bean was asked about that. He said, "Yeah, we don't care what Josh thinks," and he laughed and said, "You can tell him that." That was an indication to me. Yeah, we're still going to consult our quarterback. We don't want to get in a situation where our quarterback doesn't feel like what they're doing is right for him. So, yeah, I would say higher than 75%, but I love your reasoning and think totally, totally right that you're going to probably have to you know, look elsewhere. I don't know. I mean, do you have any names of people who might shake shake free from this you know, coaching cycle that you would even consider to say, you know what, if that guy's available, though, I would consider him and go after him? No, I think there's more of those people on the defensive side of things than there are on the offensive side of things. Now, like Harbaugh just agrees before we started this podcast to become the head coach of the Chargers. I think it's a great hire for the Chargers. I think that that's a really, really smart decision. The other names out there that people have talked about are like Ben Johnson and then Houston, but those guys aren't leaving to go be other coordinators. Those guys are leaving to become head coaches or they're just going to ultimately stay put. So that's why to me, unless a team decides to make a move and get rid of a really, really well-respected offensive coordinator, then I I don't just think there's another guy out there. I think there are defensively. Offensively, I don't think that's the case. The only guy I would say that comes up sometimes like this is Eric Bieniemy, because they are making a coaching change. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he would be free. If Ben Johnson gets the commander's job, Eric Bieniemy basically becomes – doesn't become the offensive coordinators and the offensive coordinator there anymore. 
Would you consider a guy like that? Do you think he'd go back to the Chiefs? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, they they have a good thing going. Matt Nagy's there, but even if he would or wouldn't, I, I don't know. I, I I it's hard for me. I don't I know. I know he did a decent job with the Commanders. Did a good job with the Chiefs, obviously, but he wasn't necessarily the play caller. I'd still think that you'd lean Joe Brady in a situation like that because of your familiarity with him. Yeah, it's that's tough. That's that's a tough one because Enemy does have a track record. Yeah, and he has had a lot of success. But then everybody gets to the well. How much of it was Enemy? How much of it was Andy Reid? And I think more of it is Enemy than people probably realize. But at the same time, you like what you have in Joe Brady. That one's tricky. I think I would pro. Oof. Gosh, that's hard. It's hard to say you wouldn't rather take Eric Bieniemy with the track record that he has, but I think the Bills would rather have Brady if that makes. Would you sense. rather have Arthur Smith than Joe Brady? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd rather have Joe Brady. And there was one. Oh, would you? Would you rather have Josh McDaniels? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I think McDaniels goes wherever Belichick goes. Yeah, probably right. And Belichick's probably going to Atlanta, and then that's where McDaniels mm-hmm. will follow. All right, what about the other two coordinators? Let's talk about them. 